history of Nelson Ediago. Be stirred as you listen. I want to share a few thoughts. You see, when it comes to a miracle service, it's always difficult to put together a sermon uh, for many reasons. Um, because of the kind of meeting it is, the atmosphere is usually distracting. So, but the man of God gave a fantastic charge, right? So we can ride on that. I want to share a few things. Number one, God is God-centered. Say God is God-centered. That's the first thing we must know. Isaiah 46. Look at what it says. Isaiah 46 from verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. You see, when God begins to brag, I used to say, truly, you are God. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Next verse. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Hold on. This verse is basically saying that, this verse is basically saying that God is the one who speaks the end from the beginning. You know, Pastor Emmanuel Iren said something in 2019 I will never forget. He said there is no future that the plan of God has not surrounded. So God will never get to any future and say, wow, I'm shocked. There is no future that the plan of God has not surrounded. Next verse. He said, I will do my counsel, meaning all the things that he has spoken, he will accomplish it. Amen. Amen. He said, calling a ravenous bird from the east. The man, first of all, okay, let me, let's read on. The man that executed my counsel from a far country. Yay, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it. I will also do it. Read this verse 11 like a mass choir. One, two, go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Do you know what this verse summarizes to us? It says, calling a ravenous bird from the east. When you look at that, it brings to mind one person quickly. Elijah. Ravens fed him. Ravens. Now, a raven is a very stingy bird. It does not share food. But by the hand of God, a stingy bird can give food. The Bible, just like the Bible says, the, the, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Like a pool of water, he can sway it whatsoever way he pleases. So, uh, man of God, sir. No, 11. He said, calling a ravenous bird from the east. He said, the man that executed myself from a far country. So, what this verse is saying is, for the plan of God from a far country, a man can come because God's plan must be done. Are you with me? Because God's plan must be done, a ravenous bird can give food. Because God's plan can be done, a man from a far country can align. You know, the Bible tells us of a king called Cyrus. He said, Cyrus, to associate the Lord, to my anointed, to Cyrus. First of all, that's a problem. Cyrus was not a Jewish king. So Cyrus could not have been said to be the Lord's anointed. 
Are you with me? Cyrus was not a Jewish king. Are you with me now? So the Lord spoke about a man called, the Bible speaks about a man called Cyrus. He said, Stop saying the Lord to Cyrus, my anointed. Cyrus was a Gentile king. Oil did not come upon him for him to be called king. Guys, are you with me, please? Oil did not come upon Cyrus for Cyrus to be called king. But how come that the Lord now, the Lord speaking through the prophet says, Stop saying the Lord to Cyrus, my anointed. He said, I have losing the loins of kings before him. I've lost the loins of kings. Basic, uh, maybe we should read it. Turn your Bible. Turn your Bible. I think it's still Isaiah. Isaiah 44. Give me Isaiah 44. 45.1. Isaiah 45.1. Now, he said, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holding, to subdue nations before him, and I will lose the loins of kings, to open before him the two-lit gates, and the gates shall not be what? Now, when you read this verse, and we go back to um, Isaiah 46, and he said that the Lord brings a man from a far country to execute his counsel. Then the Lord now brags about how his counsel will be established. Basically, what the Lord is saying is this. If he has spoken it, all resources will align to fulfill his plan. Are you with me? God is God-centered. Listen, God is committed to his plan, not your own. So, we, look, we look, use Cyrus as, as a case study, for example. First year, the Lord to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holding. And, you know, somebody will now say, oh Lord, first of all, I hope you know, Cyrus was not praying. Cyrus was a Gentile king. Cyrus did not send your God. But, the Lord spoke this to Cyrus. He said, thus said the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus. Now, Cyrus woke up one morning and said that the Jews can serve their God. He gave permission for the Jews to serve their God. Historians don't know why. But um, another part corroborates that the Lord stared Cyrus and then he gave that plan. Now, because God's plan must be accomplished, because God's people must serve him, eh? when somebody stands up and sides with God's plan, God's resources will follow that person. So somebody else can stand and be saying, Oh Lord, lose the loins of kings. Oh Lord, open the two leaf gates. Oh Lord, give me the next verse, sir. The next verse. He said, I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass. Next verse. And cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. That thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which called thee by name, am the God of Israel. He's still not Cyrus's God. What this verse basically tells us, among many other things I will corroborate, is this. That it seems many times that there, there can be unbelievers throughout, if you read church history, there are unbelievers who have stood up for the cause of God. What this verse basically means is, is a paradox and it's scary that it looks like sometimes there can be believers who are, more, who are useful to God. There are unbelievers who are useful to God and believers who are cowardly and not. Guys, are you here? 
So Cyrus was not praying. But because he stood up for God's cause, God had to stand with him because his counsel must be done. Let me. The ravenous bird. Elijah, there is a reason that God sustained Elijah. You see, we read through the Bible and we see miracles, but we miss the context. Miracles didn't just happen. The miracles had a context. Are you guys with me? We read that the Bible says the ravenous bird came and started feeding Elijah because the Lord told him to go there and then he commanded ravens to feed him. And then Elijah stood at the brook Cherith and then a point came where the Lord said, Arise, go to Zarephath. I have commanded a widow there to sustain you. Guys, amen. He said, I have commanded a widow at Zarephath to sustain you. Now, there's a reason why Elijah had to be kept alive. Elijah had to be alive because, say because. Elijah had to be alive because he said, I've been jealous for the Lord of hosts. Somebody had to speak out for God. And because Elijah was that person, he must be sustained. Are you guys here? Because, so, for example, if the Lord wants, let me give it this way. If the Lord wants to feed children, God will not stone them food or money. God is just looking for somebody that can just stand and say, here I am, send me. And he will make resources to flow in that man's direction because his counsel must stand. Do you understand what I'm saying? Elijah, the ravenous bird, came and fed him. And then because he was jealous for the Lord of us, the Lord now told him, okay, you know what? Go, I've commanded a widow in Zarephath. And then the, Elijah went to Zarephath and he saw the woman and he told her, make for me first. And then the woman gave to him and then he gave her an instruction and miracles of life. Now, Jesus corroborated this story by saying that to no other person was the prophet sent but to the widow at Zarephath. That tells us something. God had already destined and spoken forth that it was through this widow that the prophet would be sustained. Are you following me, please? You need to respond to me. Are you following me? God had already spoken that it was through this prophet that it was through this woman that the prophet was going to be sustained. And because God had already spoken it forth, eh, the lady could give her last meal and still survive. A miracle can sustain her. Any other widow that gave her last meal will die. This is the mystery of sowing and reaping. That's why we we'll continually argue, come and beat me, it works for me. And the problem is this. We always want to make dynam dynamics principles. We want to make miracles principles. Are you, are you guys in there? So somebody comes and gives a testimony and says, the Lord said I should do a vigil for seven days and then I should be um, just shouting the name of Jesus and giving him praise one hour every night. You, you now say, wow. So one hour every night and his status changed. So me too, I'm going to be doing one hour every night. And at the end of the seven days, you pass out from exhaustion. It is an instruction. There are miracles that are tailor-made. The Lord told the, the children of Israel when the king put the letter from the five kings, he said, let the Levites go before thee and praise him in the beauty of your holiness. What does that mean? Beauty of the holiness actually means that let them wear their finest clothes and let the Levites go before the king's armies. And the Levites went before the king's army and they played instruments and they were excited and many things happened. Amen. They played, they played instruments and they were excited and many things happened, right? And then when they got there, 
right? The people began to fight against themselves and they ran away. If any other army tries it, they will first kill their Levites, kill the army, and kill their king. Instructions are instructions. When the Lord tells you to give, don't theologize, give. Amen. That is the case of this woman. The Lord stared her and said give and she gave. Are you aware that if she did not give the prophet, she would have died? She will eat her last meal and that and God cannot be stranded. Another person will give the prophet. And that person will survive. Why? Because in the sustenance of that person is the sustenance of the prophet. And because the prophet must survive, she also must survive. Do you guys understand what I'm saying, please? Because the truth is, when we come to miracle services or meetings where we minister the things of God or God in the affairs of men, a lot of people are very quick to say, wow, they think that the miracles are just about them. It's not just about you. There is a context in miracles. Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 to 11. We can't read through time. It's fast spent. He said, Jesus came and he said, let me preach in your boat. And Peter said, okay. And he went back and then he began to preach. And then after that, he told Peter, <laughs> he told Peter, cast your net on this side. That means two things. Number one, it means that either as Jesus said, cast your net here. First of all, it was a lake. So if they didn't catch any fish, it means there was no fish. Are you guys here? Peter had toiled all night. The best time to toil and catch fish is at night. So Jesus told them, cast your net on this side. And then Peter said, we have told on her, but nevertheless at thy word. And then he casted his net. It's either as Jesus spoke, fishes began to be created there. Or all the fishes in the lake swam to that point. Mind you, they were just a, a, a few feet from the shore. So it means that you don't fish at the shallow end. You go deep. So he casted his net. He caught fish. And then as he caught the fish, he said, wow. The net began to break. Peter saw it and fell before Jesus. And he said, I'm not worthy. And Jesus told him, he said, follow me. Follow me and you will catch men. Follow me and you will catch men. That miracle was not an endorsement of Peter's business. Are you with me here? Because some of us, when we see those things, we will say, if he's walking, is God. Not always. Sometimes, miracles are corrections. Because it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. So when Jesus, because Jesus did that again, are you aware? Luke chapter 21. He did it again. When Jesus died and Peter went back to his boat, he, cast, he told him, cast his net on the other side. Peter cast his net and caught a huge cash. And then as he saw that catch, he left it and jumped into the river. He said, it is the Lord. Because this miracle is only, is only follows the brand of one ministry. Jesus Christ M, JSM. It follows one person's ministry. In Luke 5, Peter did not take the fish. Do you know? Talk to me now. Do you know? Peter did not take the fish. Jesus used that to teach him that, see, if I can tell you to do this and you catch fish, how much more? How much more men? Many times Jesus used miracles to teach divine truths. When he raised Lazarus, he said, relax, relax. He said, no. When he raised Lazarus, 
He said, he spoke about Lazarus and then he said, I am the resurrection. And you know, when he was talking to Mary, Mary said that, he said that he will live again. He said, I know he will live again in that day. Jesus said, no. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he dies, he shall live again. Basically, what Jesus was telling Mary was, take your mind off a day. Put your mind on a person. The resurrection is not in a day, it's in a person. That's why the man that is in Christ does not die. We live forever. Amen to God. So Jesus used that. He, he rose Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And then he used that miracle to teach a lesson that, see, if I can handle natural death, how much more eternal one? And then he proved it in himself that he died, he rose never to die again. Amen. So Jesus used that to teach a lesson. Many times, how many of you have had this story where you, you were worried about something and then God, God had been telling you it will happen, it will happen, but you were worried. And now finally it happened and then you could feel God doing like this, like a Yoruba mother looking at you. Raise your hand. The Red Sea was not just, you see, the Red Sea was divided because the children of Israel must survive because the Messiah must come from the lineage of David. But you want to divide third mainland traffic because you woke up late. You will be late. You must go late. Miracles are not pettiness. They are not for petty things. Are you guys with me? They are for the plans of God. And that's why even when the sick is healed, they are called signs because they point to things that are bigger than themselves. So, miracles. You will see that the children of Israel, again and again, he will say, I've come again and again to a wicked and gainsaying people, but they will not hear my voice. He had spoken to them continuously, but they refused to hear the voice of God. But what did God say? But God continually did miracles for them. Why? Because he was calling their attention. Miracles are not the problem. It's not the problem of God. He wants your attention. Miracles are not his problem. What is, what is fish? What is money? Saul came to, he went to look for father's donkey. He left with oil on his head. What is a donkey? God was going to give him the entire Israel. What is a donkey? Are you here? Yes, sir. This verse basically teaches us something, you know? They, give me Genesis chapter 14, verse 22. Genesis 14, 22. Genesis 14, 22. First, please. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. This is, is this your God? Next verse, sir. He said that I will not take from a thread, even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take... A, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abraham rich. You know, because of the way we preach, resources, supply, God, give, 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 give. So, we, don't, we are not even discerning. We don't know the doors that are not God and the doors that are God. So, anything that is an open door, we say, God has opened the door, so I must run in. So we now start using quotes like you must take the opportunity of your lifetime in the lifetime of the opportunity. Come pray! Sometimes you need to say, hold on, let me pray. 
And there are some things you don't even pray about. If the Lord... Let me give you an example. Let me tell you now. If a job entails that you walk Sunday to Sunday, don't pray, resign. Get another job. If the Lord sent you to a city and then there's a job that is taking you out of that city, it's not yours to take. You don't want to hear what I'm saying, but it's true. Miracles can only be called miracles when they're in the boundaries and barriers of God's plan. So, somebody is presenting an opportunity for you to steal or to loan that money or do something and then somebody rises and says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He said, what is on this earth that was not the Lord's? Laugh, but it happened. I'm very serious, it happened. So Abraham knew something. He said, this God is the possessor of the heaven. I will not take anything from you so that you will not say that you are the one that made me rich. Revelations 4.11. Revelations 4.11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Are we live? On YouTube. Wow. To receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. Say all things. If you know, you know. All things. And for thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelations 4, 11 like a mass choir. One, two, go. He said thou hast created all things for your pleasure they are and were. See, everything was created for the pleasure of God. I've said this before, that the reason why God can be God-centered is because God is not selfish. A man who is self-centered only thinks about himself to the detriment of others. But when God, God being God-centered, it means that his plan, if it is his plan, it will benefit everybody. Guys, are you with me? If it is his plan, it will what? Benefit everybody. Number two thoughts. Listen, I know that when you come to meetings, you are to have expectations. But don't make your expectations idols. Don't make your expectations idols. We worship the God of miracles. But we should not be exited so much that we now subconsciously now serving, we now start serving God for miracles or we are fixated on miracles rather than God. Ezekiel 14. Give me verse 1. Ezekiel 14. Ah. I don't know. Ezekiel 14. Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and sat before me and the Lord and the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts. And put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? He said, therefore speak unto them and say, Thus saith the Lord, every man of Israel, every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart. And putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face. And cometh before the prophet. I the Lord will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. Let me read that in another translation so we'll get this. This verse 4. He said, mm, this, this translation is not helping matters. 
I, Yahweh, have given an, an answer to him for this, for the abundance of his idols. So, what that, verse, what that verse is saying is basically, because you have come with idols, God will address the idols in your heart. Are you here? He will address the idols in your heart. Then look at verse 5. He said, I'm reading ESV now. He said that I may lay hold of the hearts of the house of Israel, who are all estranged from me through their idols. Therefore, says the house of Israel, Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, repent and turn away from your idols. Turn away your faces from all your abominations. See, it's a long read. But why I'm quoting this is because a lot of people have come to meetings and then when they are in meetings, their attention is on what God is giving to them, not what God is saying. Are you here? Their attention is on what God is giving to them, not what God is saying. So they are saying... When you, you might be here now, you'll be saying, finish this meeting so that you will at least give me a word. You will prophesy. Idol. 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 The Lord is he's using me to answer you according to the idol in your heart. As I'm pointing now, some of you is prophetic. Idol. You, you can, you can, you can, let me, I think there's a way I wrote it here. It says, there's a way we can make our expectations idols. Philippians 3.19, the Bible says, speaks of people whose God is their belly. So you can save your appetite. Every time you go to church, you are not focused on what the word of God is saying. You are focused on heal me, heal me, 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 give to me, give to me, give to me. And that's why we have a lot of people who have been in church for donkey years, but are children. Because after a while, it will stop. Because God expects you, like my pastor says, God will expect you to come to him for the bread that he is, not just the bread that he gives. At some point, you have to grow up. Many of you have that testimony. When you got born again, anything you pray like this, it just happened. Abi. But after a while, you pray. Be like, say, you miss. You pray. You now say, wow, God wants you to grow up. It's not just to, like I usually say, I heard the man of God say, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can. It's not just about that. The first one, like I said, about God being God-centered. The summary of that is this. God's, God's will is the only thing that is on God's bill. It's only the thing that God influences He's committed to backing. Anyone who stands in line with the plan of God will experience miracles easily. He will experience miracles easily. Faith is not moving the hand of God. Faith is moving with God. So there is a way that you can have faith and you can just bounce back on the thing of God. You say, oh God, you must do it. You must do it. Hey! Stop trying to look, stop trying to do something and have God bless it. Do what God is blessing. Partner with the hand of God. If he says go this way, follow him that way. Are you with me? And it is in this direction that faith works. Where the Lord has quickened it in your heart and you say the zeal of the Lord of hosts. The zeal, the first time the Lord sent us to Abuja as a ministry, do you know how much we had in the account? 56k. But we went, we stayed. In fact, let me tell you what happened. We booked, I booked a hotel online. Only say, and I got to Abuja. We didn't find the hotel. Can I prophesy? We didn't find it. Thank God we didn't pay. 
So we slept in somebody's house. Me, international, inter, interstate minister. I traveled from Lagos to bring the raw war. We entered Abuja like this. We, where the first thing, the, the cab guy annoyed me. We got there, we looked for the thing. He said, you will pay me 10K. I want no down. I said, ministry, where will they try manage? We went, we flew to Abuja. We entered, we stayed in a hotel. We had the meeting. We stayed an extra day. We came back. How money still remain? I don't know. A classic example of what faith is, is creative miracles. Start with what is in your hand. And just continue. And then you realize, ah, it's not finished, you know. That's faith. Faith is a response to the voice of God. That's what faith is. That's why Papa Hagen will say something very important. He will say, faith begins where the will of God is known. If the will of God is not known, you are in delusion. You are in delusion. Are you guys with me at all? And that's why I, I sent out my newsletter. How many of you are signed up to my newsletter? Wave your hands from side to side. If you are not signed up to my newsletter, you will stand before Jesus. Anyways, I'm not joking. <laughs> Anyways, I sent out something this week. I said false doctrine has cost people their lives. It has. A lot of people have banked, have said that they have faith, but it's foolishness. Wrongly dividing the word. So, when it is the will of God, you glide. When it's against the will of God or against the tide, you struggle. You struggle. And now I'm not saying that sometimes the will of God is not difficult. No. See, let me say something I've never said publicly. Ministry. Eh? Ministry has... Now, okay, let me say it this way. Ministry has cost me the greatest pains in my life. So you are looking, how old is he? <laughs> my, my brother knows. Ministry has cost me the greatest pains in my life. Your, your teaching gift just increased. What happened? Who did you sow seed to? I said nobody. Because the Lord, 2020, we are doing stay every year. Are you guys here? We are doing stay every year. How many of you ever attended stay? Raise your hand. These are the real OGs of NIM. They attended when there was only NI. And Monday is my ordination anniversary. So, that, and the Lord told me, he said, I'm going to, I'm going to enhance your teaching gift because when it come, because of supernatural class, I will need to do a lot of teaching. So the Lord was going to enhance my teaching gift. The grace came because of the assignment. Because I was just in line with the will of God, the grace came, the assignment came. So we are used to, how did you plug in? I didn't plug in, I was available. Grace came. Hear me, God is still looking for who is available. The way to experience miracles consistently is to partner with the plan of God. In salvation, we are all the same. But in ministry, we are not. In consecration, we are not. And that's why we need to be careful. Our generation, that because you have Twitter, you can drag anybody. <laughs> hey, there are people that are God's exclusive rights to protect. Oh. Relax. Relax. It's enough. Are you aware that in our kingdom you can be right and be in trouble? Moses was in trouble. Moses went and married an Ethiopian. 
And as he married an Ethiopian, the Lord, um, Aaron and uh, Miriam came and said, uh-uh, why? And the Lord said, I speak to Moses face to face. I speak to you in visions. Leprosy. Leprosy. Aaron fell to his face fast. Because we live in a generation where you drag anybody without remorse. Relax, oh. Calm down. We don't know what reverence is anymore. We don't know. There are many people who, I, I feel like speaking my heart to a limited degree today. There are many people who don't just want to accept that, that I carry the title pastor that I've been ordained. They don't just like it. I heard somebody ask somebody, is that all? Come and carry the rest. He said, why will he? Why will he? I've been casting out devils since 2012. Oh. Balua. 2012. Calm down. I did not do this thing today. I did not appear out of nowhere. We had fire conference. Supernatural. We had the spirituals. We had emphasis. We had word hangouts. We had fire conference. Enugu in 2017. I did not come out of nowhere. People that know my story are here. So I see many people that just, because they don't want to agree that I'm pastor, and because they don't want to also disrespect, they say, bro, I will answer you back. Bro, I've been doing this a long time. There was a time where when we were 50 in this hall, it was a testimony. How many of you know? Uh -uh. When we were 50, and the hall will say, wow, God moved today. No, I'm sure many of you don't know where Exponential Hub is. Uh -huh. You don't know where Exponential... Exponential Hub is a hub that if you want it to choke, it takes 40 people. And then we're like, God is faithful. Uh -uh. Are you talking of heartbreak? Forget. I know this thing. <laughs> hey! Let me not talk. Lest I annoy some people some more. But I said all that to say this. Listen, when it comes to the plan of God, align. Align. There is nothing more satisfying than the plan of God. There is nothing more satisfying than the plan of God. There is nowhere I would rather be than the plan of God. And because I have aligned with God, everything that needs the plan of God to be done comes. That's the right interpretation of Matthew 6.33. If you are seeking other things... If you are seeking the kingdom because of other things, you are not seeking the kingdom, you are seeking other things. But if you focus on the kingdom, because he takes care of the, of the fowls of the air, because he takes care of the flowers of the field, he will take care of you too. He will, because his course must be done, because the kingdom must stand, everything will align. And that's why on my birthday I posted, I said, Lord, the boy you helped is still here. I'm still the one he helped. When you, remember, when you see this thing and it's just partnering with God, you cannot be proud. I say NIM is two. They say, wow. It does not mean I've been in ministry for two years old. I've been discipling people since 2015. How old is he truly? I don't know. Philippians 3.19 speaks of people whose God is their belly. So we come to God with our appetite. And can I tell you something? God is addressing it. He's answering the idol in your heart. He's saying that you are coming here for healing, but relax. Listen to the word. 
Listen to the word. Do you know what it means? That an eternal record of Demas will be that he loved this present world. He left Paul because he loved this present world. Demas. Many of us are covetous and then we mask it with spirituality. Are you, are you guys with me? We, we, we amplify our needs. You are focused on your needs. After you now say, ah, man, when it comes to money, you now end it with, my God shall supply all my needs. Keep quiet. Check your heart. Try your heart. Try it. Flog it down. God's greatest gift is not a miracle. It's eternal life. Are you with me? God's greatest gift is not a miracle. God's greatest gift is what? Eternal life. Is eternal life. God's greatest gift is eternal life. Why did I say that? Because the sick will get sick again. The dead when raised will die again. The lacking, when their needs are supplied, they will need supply again. It is only the man who is saved that has a hope where all these things will not be required anymore. We will stand before or we will be with a God and we will have a new body that will never be sick in the first place. We will have a place that will never lack in the first place. That will never lack in the first place. Are you guys with me? 1 Corinthians 13. Give me 1 Corinthians 13, 8 to 13, sir. Because, you see, that's why a lot of people get confused when they say things like, why is the church not feeding the poor? We do that, but that's not our assignment. Jesus did not say, go into all the world and feed the sea and feed the poor. Are you guys with me? He did not say, go into all the world and feed the poor. Why? Because when you feed a hungry man that is not saved, eh? when you feed a hungry man that is not saved, you have just filled the belly of a dead man. It's only the man who is alive in Christ that is truly alive. Look at this. Give me verse 8, sir. We're going to 13. It says, charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. It means that they shall cease, they shall stop. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Next verse, sir. I said, well, okay. It said, for we know in part and prophesy in part. Next verse. We're going to 13. He said, but when that which is perfect is come. Now, when that, what he means by that which is perfect, he's actually speaking of when Jesus comes. Are you guys with me? Because um, I think it's called the eschaton. The eschaton, the coming of Jesus is the perfection of all things. Amen. He said, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. What is that which is in part? Prophecy, tongues, and all those other things. They will be done away. Why? Because perfection has come. There will be no need. Amen. Next verse. And that's why you heal all the sick here. Cast out devils here. Speak in tongues here. Because in eternity, there will be no need to. It's one chance. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Next verse. Next verse. He said, for now, we see through a glass darkly. But then, when is the then? At the coming of Jesus. Now we are seeing in part. It's not yet clear. But at the coming of Jesus, we will see him face to face. Next verse. No, no, no. It's not this verse. Now I know in part. Go back. Now I know in part. He said, but then shall I know even as, even as I also am what? Known. 
So he says that now we know in part, but the time is coming that we will know even as we are known. What does that mean? When, at the perfection of all things, when Jesus is come, we will know him or we will know all things even as we know ourselves. Because that is called the what? Perfection. You see, I find great hope in the fact that when we see, right now, all our questions may not be answered. But when we see Jesus, all questions, all pain, all suffering, everything will make sense. Guys, are you being blessed, please? Next verse. Last verse. It says, and now, abided faith, hope, charity, these three, but charity is greater. Now, there's a reason Paul quoted this. Basically, he's saying that right now we need prophecy. We need tongues. We need, but a time is coming, the eschaton, the perfection. When that time comes, we will not need all those things anymore. What does that mean? God's greatest gift is eternal life. You know, I believe in healing. The last miracle service, there's a lady that was here, laid hands on her. You know, she had a bone issue. She was healed. She, she used to spend a quarter of her salary on calcium supplements. A quarter of her salary every month on calcium supplements. She had to stop doing some exercises because of the condition. And many other things, but one touch. How do you explain to the doctor that what drugs was not doing, a touch did? There is a God that can confound the doctors. So she... She, I asked her three months later because I, 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 like, I, I used to like medically verified test, um, miracles. There's a lady who had asthma. She's in Dominican Republic, right? She's in Dominican. She was the one that gave me this body research for me on my birthday. She's in Dominican Republic. She was healed. She had asthma. All those asthma that shows in the x-ray <laughs> because of, you know, bone issue. She had asthma. During, when we went to Abuja last year, I was praying for family members. She got healed. All her family members got healed. She went back to the hospital. She was afraid. I said, do the test. God's power is not afraid of tests. I told her, do the test. She did the test. After she did the test, she said the first one, the doctor said something is not right. She got bolder. She said, do it again. Hey! This Jesus. She said, do it again. The man did it. He could not understand. What God cannot do. So, Listen, I'm not talking to you because I don't believe in miracles. I believe it. I flow in it. I see it. Prophetic Graham, there's a lady that came. I told her that the Lord is bringing financial increase your way. Da, 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 da. Less than a month later, she got a grant of $10,000. Receive it, sir. You see, in Igbo, there's a name they call God that I love. It's called Okaome. It means that when he says it, he will do it. Are you with me now? See, this God, I'm here to tell you that God will meet your needs and he will do those miracles, but by the way. But it's a miracle service. We will see those miracles, but we will see them by the way. Because our attention will be on the giver of all good things, not on just the things that he gives. And then, the reason I said God is God-centered is because, so that when you see that one, you will know that when he meets those needs, it's not just about the need, it's for his plan. I said this in Ibadan. We, we, we were in Ibadan on Saturday. Praise the Lord. It was a fantastic meeting. You know, when we were in Ibadan, I said this. I said, listen, there are many people that the Lord has prospered and he has looked at them now and said, this was not the plan. 
So finances will come your way. And let me tell you something. I know many of you think that, you know, when God wants to correct you, he will lash you in the dream. Not always. It is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. God will cause a thing to happen that you will say, ah, this can only be God. Listen, God met Peter's needs. Peter saw the fish like this. He left the fish. He said, if you can give me fish and you are promising me men, I trust you. So probably many of you, there's something that the Lord is telling you to do. There's a business he's telling you to focus on. And then there was a season in your life where the business was doing so well. You're like, wow, God is prospering me for this. But he has been giving you an instruction. And then you are thinking it's about the business. No, it's a statement to tell you that this one is prospering because I'm calling your attention. Are you guys with me? So number one, he will meet your miracles. He will meet your needs. Because your mind focus is not on the need. Your focus is on him. And then when he meets it, you will know that he's not meeting it because of you. He's meeting it because of him. And ultimately when we gather, miracles are available. What is a miracle service? Best way to define what something is is by defining what something is not. Number one, a miracle service is not a healing meeting. Are you guys with me? A miracle service is what? It's not a healing meeting. It's not a healing meeting. It's a meeting where the dynamically working power of God is available. What does that mean? God will heal. God will speak. God will correct. God will lift. You know, I said this in Abuja. I said this last miracle service. And I said this a while ago. I said this. I said, see... We are the ones that put the power of God in context. All God knows it as his power. Mary said, how shall these things be? He said, the power of the highest will overshadow you. So when the power of God is just power, when it comes upon sickness, the sickness will give way. That's when we call it the what? Healing power of God. If it comes upon lack, there will be provision. That's when we call it supernatural provision or favor. Are you guys with me? If it comes upon demonic oppression, that oppression will break loose. We are the ones that call it deliverance or whatever you want to call it. I remember the story of who was in that meeting with me? Um, the first, Mimi, you were in that meeting. The first stay, Lekki, 2020. I remember. This lady, I've said this before, I will say it again to stay someone. Listen, God will touch family members that are not here. This lady walked in with her mom to the meeting. I remember she had been texting me. I was in Adamawa then. She had been texting me about her mom. Her mom Her mom has had this. Her mom has had this issue. Mental issues. That she has had it for over 17 years. That she will tell her father that I will beat you. And the man knows she will beat him. That there's a period where he will just switch up. She will just switch up. And then she began to speak. She was telling me. I said I'm not in Lagos right now. I said, you know what? This was exactly during that answers period. I said, you know what? I'm coming. Um, I'm going, when I come back, I'll come with a friend. I was about to go with my friend, James Iboku. How many of you love him? Right? Go and listen to No Other God on um, Apple Music. So I said, you know what? When I come, I came back. I couldn't go with him. So I told her, you know what? I'm having this meeting at Lekki. I was surprised. She came. She came with her mom. I said, oh, cool. So we prayed. Mommy tried her best. She sat down. I just went to her. I said, Mommy, can I pray with you? She said yes. Now, she had already told me prior that people have already prayed. First of all, I don't want to know. 
God called me. Are you with me? She said, she said people have already prayed. I knew they were praying for healing, but there was a demon that was there. So I said, can I pray with you, man? She said, yes. I held her in the name of Jesus. Out! The power of God hit her. The devil left. 17 years madness. Just, just like that. I checked on her months later. She said, every bout, everything, gone. Everything. Everything. I remember laying hands on someone in school. She was 19 then. I think she had fibroid. How does a 19-year-old have fibroid? I, lay, I said, fibroid, go! She fell under the pass. She coughed, coughed. She went, she went back to do a test. Fibroid, gone. It was not fibroid. A shuni. It was a demon. When we gather, miracles are available. God, has dis- God had made it such that in the gathering of the saints, because we all have the Holy Ghost, we have something to give. We have something to give. Aside from the fact that there are many angels in this place, the person beside you can give you a word from the Lord. Of course, be discerning. They can give you a word from the Lord. Alright? They will give you a word from the Lord, but because they are beside you, listen. If they have the Holy Ghost, they have something to offer. They have something to offer. Thank you, sir. So, there's a reason I said God will heal, God will touch, God will correct. Because in a miracle service, many times we're also fixated on, you know, the power of God supplying a specific thing. No. He can give. The power of God will come upon two people. One person will be healed. One person will get direction. Many times we are too fixated on the falling. If you won't fall, if not fall, they do. You come and pack you. I swear you will drop. But then again, on the flip side, I've seen people that the power of God is, is moving them and then they don't want to fall. This is not the problem. Because you are fixated on not falling, you even miss what God is communicating. So at the end of the day, it's not about falling. And many times we overestimate our importance. I shared this testimony. I heard someone who the Lord gave favor or something. You know, they gave him a prophecy and then they spoke a word and the, he was wearing white but the, the power of God came on him. He dropped. <laughs> he stood up. The next day, he got a, a multi-million contract. How many white Agbada is inside that? <laughs> this God do boss brain. Oh. Hey. The thing is, many times we are focused on the, you know, my friend told me something I will never forget. I always say it. He said, an accurate minister monitors spiritual delivery over physical manifestation. Monitor spiritual delivery over physical manifestations. That's why I can lay hands on some people. They fall or not, I'll say, it's done. Because I know what has happened. Some people, they fall and say, pick him up. You do not receive anything. You are excited. So the first thing, the things I want you to do, even as you begin to flow in the things of the spirit, number one, respond. 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 Open your heart. Respond. Now, you know, when people begin to share testimonies or when people are not so open to the things of God and things like that, I don't blame them because people have seen Shege in primary colors. People have seen Shege and I don't blame them. All right. Um, 
I don't blame them because of what they've seen. Holy side. I don't, bring, I don't blame them because of what they've seen. But, listen to me, child of God. Hold on, please. I don't blame them because of what they've seen, okay? But then again, listen. You know, a lot of people hold God's things to standards that they don't hold natural things to. And I know it can hurt deep. I'm not excusing your hurts. I know, I know people that have abused this office. It still shocks some people when I say, give. I'm not telling you to give because God will, he will uh, shake body for you. I'm just telling you to give because the Lord loves. He surprises them. Because they are used to sow a seed to meet a need. Shake the left leg of God. They are used to things like that. Now I know. You probably have been hurt. I'm speaking to someone specifically. But I'm telling you, open your heart. If you don't open your heart, you are the one that will lose. Respond. That's another thing. I remember I went to a place to minister. I called a young man. And I said, thus saith the Lord. Da, da, da. He was just looking at me like this. I said, do you believe? He said, hmm. I said, this one, it will not happen. It will not happen. It will not happen. I remember I called a lady. I was prophesying to her, giving her details about her family. Listen, we don't do that here. We don't. We don't do prophesy. Enter the matter. more manifest the spirit. We don't do that. Okay? But listen, there's a reason that thing works. It's because the people are ready. There's a prophet I was watching. You know, I was just coveting the oil on his destiny. The man was just prophesying. White people were shouting, prophesy, go deeper. <laughs> I said, I don't die. I don't die. There's a reason it works, because the heart is ready. Don't say it's in my heart. If it's in the heart, your, your body will show it. Your body will show it. Your body will show it. Amen to God. So I want to tell you, even in the prophetic, when I call something, or I call a number, or I call a detail, run out! Fast! Don't waste our time. Run out. Run out. Because there is no time. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Listen. Child of God. I feel to say this. Listen. That thing we call sowing and reaping. It only works if the Lord stares you. First of all, for your mind to be predominantly fixed on God giving so that you can, on you giving so that you can get from God is wrong. You say you gave your last 1,000 naira for God's protection. They still stole your thing. How much are bouncers? How much do you hire bouncers, talkless of angels? 1,000. Even Okay, let's do value. How much is it? Say, God, speak to your offering. Where did we learn such incantations from? Send your offering on errand. Are you worshipping Ifa? Hallelujah. 
If the Lord stares you, and in this meeting, there can be diverse manifestations happening. If the Lord speaks to you, act. If the Lord tells you to go on your knees, go on your knees. It's you and God. We are as, as corporate as we are, your experiences can be as personal as can be. I'm going to give you a few minutes to pray. Just to set your heart. To set your affection on the Lord. Alright. Don't be in a hurry to stand. If you want to sit, there will be a time for all of us to stand. But if you want to sit, if you want to kneel, if you want to stand, whatever. But I'm going to give you time to focus on the Lord. So for the next 10 minutes, pray in the Spirit. Zatwa. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. Nelson Mihalwa Ministries is a mandate that seeks to see men saved, trained, and sent. For more ministry content, visit us at t.me forward slash Nelson Mihalwa. And for contact details, follow on Instagram at Nelson Mihalwa. God bless you.